Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your hungry dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to really nourish your hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target. Hey, mamacita. Welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama. Y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir, y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. On this episode of the Mamas Con Ganas podcast, I'm going to give you three tips to overcoming mommy overwhelm. So this podcast episode is dedicated to mothers, mothers anywhere who might be feeling challenged with the challenge of motherhood who are feeling like maybe they're not doing anything right at the moment that they're feeling completely just overwhelmed with all the responsibilities that come with motherhood and listen mamacita I don't think I could be a mama con ganas if I would not go through my moments of drama sometimes I know I always say, don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. But the reality is, is that life in life, there's a duality. We have the dark and the light. We go through our moments of sadness. And then we go through our moments of happiness. I think at the end of the day, it's not about the fact when we make mistakes or when we realize that we're doing something wrong or we could be better. It's if we actually have the courage to step up to the plate one more time and go at it again. Go at it again with a lightheartedness, maybe a sense of humor. So as a mom, listen, I have those moments as well. I'm going to be very vulnerable today. I have those moments as well where I think to myself, wow, am I doing this right? Am I doing any of this motherhood thing right? I have three boys two of my own. I have a foster son. So I have a house full of masculine energy. <laughs> On top, I have my husband. Even the cat is male. So you can imagine. I'm like the one element of female energy in the household. Sometimes I feel like I have to really, you know, bring my energy and make sure that it's felt because sometimes I just feel completely taken over by the boys in the house. Um, And I have my moments, like I said, where I, I do doubt myself, even when I know I'm trying my best. But at the end of the day, I know it's about getting back up, waking up the next day, and then keep trying. So if you're feeling right now like, oh my gosh, I've had such a bad 
day or a bad week and I'm not getting along with my children or I feel like I'm just messing it up and I don't know if I'm doing this right. I just want you to know, first of all, good job. We all know deep down inside as mothers that we're all trying our best with the skills and the tools that we have inside us. And yes, we can always become better, but sometimes we have to take that moment to pat ourselves on the back and to really recognize everything that we do as mothers. Because there's just, we know individually just how much is riding on us, how much burden we carry sometimes on our shoulders. That burden sometimes can feel overwhelming. So this is for you. This episode's for you. I'm going to give you three tips, three tips that really help me get through those weeks where I'm just like, man, am I not doing this right? Things that have helped me that continue to help me in my journey as a mom. And I know that they can help you if you also use the tools and, and these tips. They're very practical things and they're easy things. But I wanted to share them with you because this week um, I actually had quite a few challenges as a mother. And there were a couple of moments where I, you know, I had my like my ugly cry moment. And I was just feeling down in the dumps and just questioning everything about myself. And and then the next day I woke up and it's like, okay, let's go. And some of the things that I'm going to share with you that I applied and that I continue to apply in my, in my, on a daily basis are those things that allow me to pick myself up. You know, motherhood is messy. Whoever said, you know, when, you, when we see those commercials of like the mother doing everything right and, you know, everything is perfect. And mostly when she's, all, all, you know, just had the baby. And sometimes, I don't know if, about you, but I find myself looking at the commercial and thinking that is not motherhood or at least not motherhood like I experience it sometimes because it can be so messy and so hmm, raw, right? Anyways, I'm going to start with tip number one. This tip, mamacita, oh my gosh. When I discovered the importance of this and applying this to my everyday life, I will literally say it has changed my life completely. And it's this, it's very simple. When you're in overwhelm and you're just feeling sensitive and emotional and just like you're not at your best, you have to be extremely careful with what you allow to come into your mental space. So tip number one is be watchful of the content that you consume. You might be saying, what? This is a tip for motherhood. Let me tell you, it is the most powerful thing you can do. Because right now, you know, in these times, it's very particular because we may find ourselves completely alone at home. And I work from home, for example. I produce my podcast from home. I now even record and tape my auditions as an actress from home. I do a lot, most of the things from home. And I sometimes might be completely alone, but I know that I'm influenced by the people that I'm listening to, whether it's on social media or whether it's me listening to a podcast or turning on the TV and putting on the news. And so I have become almost obsessively like careful about the information that I let enter my brain space. Because I know that if I'm listening to the correct type of content, 
that my day is better, that I'm happier, that I have more energy, that I'm more alive, that I become more positive, that everything flows better if I'm listening to the right things. It's like I'm feeding, if I feed my brain the right type of nutrients, I know that in general, everything is better. So for example, I have a commute and I drive two of my kids to school. Uh, they go to, my three kids go to three different schools. One of them can walk to school because it's right next door. The other two, I have to drive them and it's quite a drive. And on the way back, I am very careful nowadays and I purposely choose something that I know will lift my spirits in the beginning of the day. And I used to, I'm a big music listener and I used to listen to a lot of radio in the morning, but I, there came a time where I realized that a lot of the conversations that were being had or during the morning shows in the radio were actually quite negative conversations. They weren't deep conversations and hopeful conversations. And a lot of it was gossip. And I realized that the more that I was entering into the space and into the realm of self-help, those conversations were no longer sinking with me. Like the energy of, no, of those conversations was no longer in my vibration. Like I was really wanting and searching and yearning for deeper content, conversations that were more profound that were filled, that were going to, you know, that were lifting up my, I wanted content that would lift up my spirits, lift up my, my mood. And so now I'm thankful for podcasts, particularly, and that's why I started my own, because I realized just how powerful it is when we listen to the right type of content. And I have, I usually listen to, I have like my, my list of motivational women that I love listening to. And I know that when I listen to these chicks, I know that I come out feeling stronger and more energetic and happier in general. And I cannot emphasize enough the importance of being really careful with what you let enter your brain space. If you're at a moment right now where you're just completely overwhelmed as a mom, the first thing I would say is be extremely watchful of the content. Why? Because your mind is like a garden. And if you want your garden to grow roses, you need to plant those, the right seeds, right? Depending on what we want to grow, we need to plant the right seeds. And we can't have all the weeds coming in if we want to have roses in our garden. And that bad content is like bringing weeds into your garden. The mind is so powerful. Everything starts with the mind. Our thoughts produce our emotions. And our emotions are going to be what pushes us to act or not to act. In terms of, are we going after our dreams? Do we decide to be courageous enough to actually pursue that, what we, that which we really want to pursue? And I would say that most people get stuck because they consume ordinary stuff. There's no depth to what they're listening to. 
And that keeps them in this mentality of stagnation and fear. Because unfortunately, a lot of the media and a lot of the news, and I'm not saying don't be informed, but I am saying if you're at a moment where you're feeling depressed, you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling stress, perhaps examine what you're listening to. If you are home working from home and you're listening to the news all day long, there's a lot of negativity in the news. You can become informed in a very short period of time without having all that negative news replaying 24-7 in your mind. So I really suggest that that be one of the things that you focus on if you're an overwhelmed mama. I know that that has been my salvation this week. This week has been a very challenging week for me as a mom, like I said. And one of the things that has really catapulted me to over to being able to overcome all the emotions that I felt this week has been when those moments came, when I felt really down in the dumps, the first thing I did was look for positive content. And then immediately I felt better and my emotions became better and I became hopeful and I knew that I was going to be able to get back up again and keep going. So that's tip number one. Tip number two. Okay, mamacita, hold that thought. Now a word from our sponsor. Here's an inspired idea. What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? I've been using clean, simple, kitchen-crafted recipes from hair food and have seen amazing results. Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your hungry dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Oh, and did I mention the scents? Everything from coconut milk and chai spice to refreshing tea tree and lavender water. They're all so different and they all smell so good. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to nourish your hair, really nourish it, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target. Okay, tip number two. Do something that you love on a weekly basis. Again, you might be thinking, Valentina, that's so simple. Really, that as a tip? But yes, I'm saying that as a tip because I look around sometimes at moms and they do, they're doing everything for their children, everything for their husbands, everything for their jobs and for their bosses and this and that. And the last person on that list is the mama herself. It's like they want to please everybody. We want to please everybody. And sometimes we tend to put ourselves on the on the back part of the line. But that's not how it works. In order for us to be good moms, we need to be joyful. And in order to stay joyful, we actually need to nurture our souls. And nurturing our souls is staying in touch with that inner child connecting to that inner child. So I don't know what it is for you. For me, it's dance. I have to incorporate dance in my week. It's like almost part of my religion. Like I know 
that if when I don't dance on the weeks that I don't dance, I'm just not as happy. And I know when I'm not as happy, I'm not as good of a mom as I could be. So for me, I know that I need to nurture my soul. I need to keep dance in my life because it's almost like my oxygen mask. You know how they say in the airplane, you have to be the first person to put the oxygen mask on. And then once you know that you're able to breathe, then you can put that oxygen mask on your children. So do what it is that you love, whether it be painting or cooking classes or dance like me or lifting weights or going out on a walk or art. I don't know. Writing, journaling, whatever it is that makes you happy. Don't forget to do it. Put it on your calendar as if it was the biggest commitment. Make it as big of a commitment as you have with taking your children to school. Put that on the calendar and make it religious. I guarantee that if you're nurturing your happiness, your children will see that you're happy. Now remember, I have three boys and dance, like in order for me to keep that in my life, it was, I'm not gonna lie, A lot of people were like, what are you doing putting your boys in dance class? You know, people are still very, um, there's a taboo with dance and men. And I literally had to be very strong within myself and say, no, I will not let anybody take that aspect out of my life, take dance out of my life, even if that means bringing my boys to dance class and having them join me in that, which I love. And it's interesting because it gives us something to have in common. And I also realized that them taking dance classes, ballroom dance classes, allows them to also have female friendships. And I think that's so important with boys, boys having friendships with girls. A lot of times boys only see girls for like a an amorous relationship, but they don't really cultivate friendships amongst, you know, boys and girls. And I feel like dance is something that also is good for my children in that way, apart from the fact, like I said, that it makes mommy happy. And then They have their jujitsu and my husband also does jujitsu. So they have their boy thing going on. And I'm saying this because if there's something that you love, but you feel like there's no way that you can bring it into your schedule, there is a way. I remember when Luciano, my oldest son, was about four years old. And that's when I started taking ballroom dance classes. Dance has always been a part of my life, but I started taking ball, taking ballroom classes when he was four. And I would literally bring him because I had no one else to leave him with. And at that moment in time, I was like a single mom and I would bring his little trains and I would put him on the class on the floor. He played with his little trains while I took my class. A lot of moms give an excuse as to why they don't do activities because they can't, they don't have a babysitter. And I'm here to say that there's always a way. There's always a way to incorporate what you love in your life without giving it up and also making your children become a part of that. So if you're you're overwhelmed, 
I'm pretty sure that it, it can be. So if you're overwhelmed, think about yourself. Is there something that you would love to do in your life, but you simply feel there's no time for? Or is there something that you had to give up once you became a mom? I know we sacrifice a lot of things as mothers. We sacrifice our time. There's so much, particularly our time. But it doesn't mean we have to sacrifice every inch of ourselves. And again, when you're happy, your children also receive that joy. When we're happy, we can transmit the love we have for life to our children. So don't forget, Mama, to do something for yourself, something that you love. And tip number three is, Mamacita, sometimes motherhood is filled with mundane activities. So we need to find purpose in the little things that we do. Purpose in washing the dishes. And I know it sounds silly. Purpose in doing the grocery shopping. I personally hate grocery shopping, mamacita. I do not like grocery shopping. I find that it's boring. I always feel like I'm wasting my time. And with grocery shopping, it's one of those things where I've had to come to terms with the fact that I need to take it as something important. Like I need to treat it as something important. Because when we treat something as important, we give a different energy to that thing. And when I do grocery shopping with purpose, I actually enjoy it. And it's easy to forget sometimes to do those things that we dislike, like folding the clothes or cleaning up the kitchen with purpose. But if we realize that the purpose of why we do something and the why we do something is actually much bigger than we're actually, you know, making it out to be. Because when we're just folding clothes, we're just like, oh, I got to fold these clothes, blah, 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 blah. But if we're like, no, I'm folding these clothes because this is what my children get to wear because I want them to have clean clothes and I want them to feel good when they wear it. And you start coming up with all the reasons for why you're doing what you're doing. What you're doing actually feels then really important. And here's the thing. In this world, there's like a false belief that the one thing that's important, the one thing that's the most important is bringing home the bacon, making the money, right? We get that message from everywhere that making the money is what is really important. And as mothers, we don't, we don't get that credit that we sometimes really want. The credit of knowing that the little things that we do that take a lot of effort and that take a lot of time are super, super important. The organizing of the house, the cooking, the helping the kids with the homework. It's like everybody downplays those things. But if you really think about it, all of those little things that we do as moms, the hugs, the conversations, the car rides, all of those things. You add them up over time, those little, little, little things, it's what stacks up to be something huge, huge. So find the purpose 
in the tiny little things that you do for your children. I know that when I do that, not only do I find gratitude for the moment, and I thank God for my children during those moments, but I also do those things then with joy, a joy that I don't have when I forget why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because sometimes we could just want to just, oh my gosh, let's just get the kids in beds. Let's push them into the beds. Let's like, let's get some peace and quiet. And we forget, wait, the moment where I'm putting my son to bed, praying with him, reading a story, talking about the day, those things really do matter. And I'm here to tell you, Mamacita, your job matters so much. We are not only the creators of life, Mamacita, but we're the ones who really instill those seeds of hope for our children's future. Our job is so, so important. So again, if you're feeling overwhelmed, first, pat yourself on the back. Give yourself some credit. Uh, heck, I'm here to give you credit. I reach out my arms through the waves of virtual reality and I'm giving you a hug right now and I'm letting you know you're amazing. And maybe you don't get the credit that you deserve, mama, but I'm here to give it to you because what you do matters. And today you might be feeling not so good, but you know what? Tomorrow you're going to wake up with lots of ganas, lots of drive, because you know you're on the right path. You know, the only person we can compare ourselves with in reality is the previous version of ourselves. As long as we're headed in the right direction, we're growing, we're trying to become better. How much more can we ask of ourselves? I want to know, Mamacita, what are your tips to overcome mommy overwhelm? Go over to the blog, mamasconganas.com forward slash 78. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And if you liked it, then write me a comment and tell me, what do you do? What do you do to overcome this time? Because listen, we're still in a pandemic. I don't know about you, but my week has changed literally. No joke. Every single week since last year, there's not been one week where there hasn't been a change to my schedule. There's so much uncertainty. And it's funny because people say, well, we've always had uncertainty and it's true, right? But there was a certain certainty more or less with our routine in the past. And with this year, with the pandemic, our routines have been disrupted so much. Like in my case, Sometimes my kids have school, sometimes they don't. They have a COVID scare, they cancel school for a week. It's been on and off. And with three different schools and three different schedules, it's been crazy insane. And I've really had to work this year on becoming flexible. And it's interesting because God works in mysterious ways. On the year that I've been more focused than ever to making and keeping a routine, because it's literally what I have been striving for since last year, is the year where God gives me more trials and challenges with messing up my routine. And I, here I am thinking, really? Are you seriously going to do this to me, God? 
Like I have been so desiring discipline and consistency and routine. And on the year, I finally decide that that's what I want, really want in my life. Now you just want me to be super flexible with my schedule. And that has been quite a challenge, Mamacita. But that's another for another podcast episode because flexibility is something that has definitely been a lesson through all of this. I don't know if you feel the same. So if you do, like I said, go to the blog post, mamasconganas.com forward slash 78. I'd love to know all about it. Also know that this episode, I filmed it in Spanish as well. So if, if you have a mom or a grandma or somebody who would like to listen to this episode in Spanish, you can share it. It's episode 77 in Spanish. I will see you next week, mama. Don't let yourself become an overwhelmed drama mama. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos. Hey, it's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it, or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras Latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote, don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos. What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your hungry dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to really nourish your hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target.